Welcome back. You are listening to Media Sales Mojo. My name is Philip Gabbard. And my name is Dave Burke. And I know you. you. Yeah. We thank you for joining us on our podcast today. This is the podcast for broadcast media sales professionals. And Phil, I am, yes, uh, I, I am today playing the role of an account executive coming up to call on your agency. Ooh, that's I, a I, great I, thing. Yeah, it is a great thing because uh, this is the first time I've actually had a chance to come see you. Uh, I would like to get a piece of the car business that you are handling, but oh, not that good. I not that I would ever admit this, but true. I'm a, I'm a little concerned because the station I am selling uh-huh. just doesn't have any ratings to speak of. Ooh, um, you know, uh, if if we can talk about my TV station, I'm fourth out of five in the market. If we can talk about my radio station, I'm 14th out of 20. Nice. So if I'm coming up to see you as an account executive and I know down deep this can be an issue, how should I present to you? What what kinds of things are more important to ratings for, for you? Or is that really the determining factor as to who gets on the buy? Uh, first of all, you're being very, very honest and you have gumption for making the call because a lot of sales reps really get stupefied or have this stigma of, hey, I'm not number one or I'm not best. And I think that needs to get erased. So from an agency perspective and sensitivity to it about ratings and rankings, I think it's a false indicator of what's available from that group of stations or station or signal or what have you, because what I hope all agencies and and ultimately all customers understand is that our job is to help our clients activate and motivate a population to buy from you. And I don't care how big that is or how small that is. I have always had a saying that there's never anything wrong with radio or TV your station or that station, they always, always work. It depends on the creative. So I would really want to give some encouragement right now, Dave, that it's not about ratings or rankings. Those things happen later on. That's not why I'm visiting you today. I'm visiting you to start a relationship, an experience of understanding what it would take to earn some of your business and what might be important to you. So I really don't think that it's it's a place uh, to launch from. I don't think a sales rep would come in and say, hey, we're 14 out of 20, but you're going to get asked, like, how you do in the ratings? Or maybe I do know your market or your stations and like, geez, you guys suck. Um, I don't think that comes up. And if it does, you're probably not dealing with somebody that is going to really share all of the backstory of how they motivate marketplaces. No, but in reality, it'll it'll show up in the pricing models. That's true. That's it. But you know, we're here. We're here to we're here to earn business and rates and and the amount of money that you're going to capture from this you know from the sales call is going to happen in another stage. And there's that lesson that needs to be understood and and repeated often. It's easy to fail on number one as it is on number fourteen. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask you this then: Have there been instances in your agency where You've had a lower rated radio station or television station and you're working on a cost per point basis. And so you sort of know where the rates ought to be based on where the market is and where, the, where you've historically bought. But what they've brought to the table, whether it be promotionally or creatively, has driven the value of what they're presenting up and therefore has earned them more money 
or do you take that and go, well, that's all well and good. I'm glad you brought all that in. You're going to get on the buy, but I'm only buying you at this rate because of your ratings. I think the days of having proportional buys, hey, number one, you know, gets this because it's a CPM or Mm -hmm. some kind of share uh, attributed to whatever their rate or ranking is. Those days have long uh, since sailed along those same lines of failing on number one as easy as you fail on number 14. It just costs a lot more money to fail on number one. So I think a couple advantages that you might have in your toolkit to use is frequency. I might be able to have this message shouted out once Mm -hmm. on the number one station, but on your station, I might have multiple opportunities to increase my frequency and have more exposures, albeit on a smaller audience. That's great. That's us getting our message out with enough um, uh, uh, adequate frequency to get the response levels we expect. Yeah, I think that's a that's a, a valid point. Unfortunately, I think there still are agencies that buy rankers and, and go, I'm, they buying do. The to- I'm buying the top five, and that's it, and you're number 12, and so forget it. Um, you know, that which is it, no, no matter what you're bringing in, if it's a valuable proposal or if it's a great creative idea or whatever it might be, it's, it still is in some of these other agencies. It still is sometimes hard to break through that ranker mentality. Yep. Um, and, and it's unfortunate, it, but it's, uh, it's really I, unfortunate, but it still happens. But I think to your point, it's happening less. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you then, I'm going to flip this coin on you. And uh, I, I know you were recently in Louisiana. You've been launching new projects, new stations, new startups. So talk about new ratings. You don't have any ratings. You're not going to have ratings for months and months and months. How do you launch a new TV station? Well, the first thing is you've got to get people under to understand what the programming looks like what the value of that programming is to the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really an education process for both the salespeople and the buying community to understand what the value of this is. I remember launching a, a radio station in Denver years ago, and it was a new format for the market, and mm-hmm. going out and pre-selling it to agency heads and to key clients. And I remember telling them, this is not going to be a market-leading radio station. Yeah, I, I told him that up front. This this radio station is not going to be number one. It'll be somewhere between five and ten, but it'll give you another v- viable option for an eighteen thirty four twenty five fifty four demo buy, and that's exactly where the station was, and we basically delivered on the promise. So launching new products, I think it's the same thing. Uh, it's almost like an upfront, a little bit. Would you say? Yep. You know. Yep. You got you got to get people uh, you know kind of excited about it. Um, and certainly when we launch something brand new, we want to incentivize people through an, some sort of inaugural buy to recognize that they're taking a leap. They don't know, you know, they're, they're going to take this ride with us. We, run a, we, we want to reward them for that. Yeah, it's, but, a, it's also an opportunity. I see early adopters and, you know, hey, this is new and shiny and people are curious about what the new station, the new programming is about. So you are going to have a, this, uh, you know, migration of new audiences and people that listen and look more sharply. It, there's one other feature because I've been involved with uh, quite a few startups and turnarounds and format changes and, and so forth, is that you, you have the, that part of your audience that wants to participate in something new. They want to belong and they have a more critical eye. You know, I think that a real nice benefit for a top advertiser to take advantage of is to be that first name on a station. 
the one that gets in and uh, gets behind them early. I think that's a key critical position, not to come on necessarily with here's my bank ad or here's my car dealer ad. My creative brain gets working, but I I would want to come on and say, hi, I'm the Phil Gabbard agency and welcome Dave to the marketplace, you know, or, or something along those lines of ingratiating the new audience and the new station as a leader of the ad community. I, I, I think there's high value in those concepts. Yeah, I think so too. I, I like it when people get on and, and, and take that uh, take that ride with you. Um, you know, being sort of first on to your point, I think if it's a new format in radio or if it's a new television network signing on on maybe one of the multicast channels or on a primary, um, you're going to get a lot of sampling. You know, yeah. for the first, you know, 30, 60, 90, 120 days, you're going to get a lot of people. Yeah, yeah you, exactly. You're going to get a lot of people checking it out. So if I'm an advertiser, I want you on there because you're going to get an influx of audience. Will mm-hmm. they stick? Well, time will tell, but you're going to get an influx of audience right away when you do that. I think I think the smart thing is for an account manager dealing with a situation like that, Dave, is to really work with custom creative. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, let's, uh, you know, help me help me design and detail a, a, a commercial or an announcement that is very, very fitting of the situation. Acknowledge the fact that you are new, uh, welcoming. I think there's rich opportunity in that idea. Well, if you're working for a station, you're a direct seller, you're calling on an agencies or you're calling on direct uh, accounts in the, in the marketplace and you're working at a station that is ratings challenge. For me, there's a couple of, uh, a couple of, of, of tactics you can take. You know, you can... Uh, talk about being, and I'm not talking about a new sign-on. I'm just talking about a, a station that maybe has been on for a while, but it right. just has has really no ratings traction. Um, you can talk about being number one in satisfied customers, being number one in results for your clients, being number one in a lot of things that aren't measured by Nielsen. Uh, remember, you know, we used to say all the time, Arbitron calls them estimates. You know, when, when Arbitron was still around, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they're not hard and fast, right? So, so you can put together. That kind of thing. And I think one of the important ways to do that is with testimonials of clients that have used you in the past and have mm-hmm. gotten success. I think in a, in a ratings challenge situation, nothing is more important to you than having testimonials that you can share to encourage others to take advantage of what you're selling. I think that's an important mm-hmm. thing. In fact, one of the radio stations I worked at years ago, we were ratings challenge. We didn't, you know, we were not in the top five. So, if you remember, and, and the, 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 the senior people listening to the podcast will remember, Arbitron, when Arbitron was doing the radio ratings, used to come out with actual printed books. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you, you had it digitally, but you also had, they also delivered a printed book. Uh, Just to put it in a time frame, this was along the lines of eight tracks and cassette players. Yeah, well, okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> And, and I would read them. Was in the there back radio of, back then? I, I would read them in the back of my horse-drawn carriage on my way to my next appointment. No, um, but we uh, kind of um, duplicated the cover of an Arbitron book without using the word Arbitron, but you know, color-wise, uh-huh. we did, and and we put on the title of it. Mm-hmm. And when you opened it up, it was just testimonial letter after testimonial letter. That's all nice. it was. Because so, we, yeah. we'd walk in and go, hey, look, we made it on every page. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, well, we're you mean, in here a lot. We're in here a so, lot. We have a lot of people that like us, you know. Just, because, but just remember, though, Dave, it's, if, you are, if you say the word ratings challenge, I spent a, a long time in the, in the media business and management, and I probably had a, a couple top-rated experiences. Nobody's top in everything or forever 
And if you lead with that number one uh, uh, positioning, you're going to get clobbered with it in the next book or in the next year. Yeah. It just changes. I think experientially, if if this new uh, account manager that you know is calling on uh, that that car dealer is clubbed over the head because of ratings, you're probably there's more work to do. And these ideas about Arbitron book, you know, and, and Nielsen ratings might need to be handled. But once it's handled, and and we have really focused on this is what we can do to prove our power to you. We can motivate this small audience, and that is important. I don't care if this is 100 people or 100,000 people. Whether you think that's big or small is not the, the point. It's how many of what percentage of those people can we get to buy from you today. Well, and that's it, all my job is. Yeah, and then there's an ROI calculation that you put in there and go, okay, if I'm going to spend $5,000 with you, how many of these people have to come in for this to make sense? Yeah. And it always works out in your favor, even for ratings challenge stations. That well, kind of thing you, always works. Do you remember when we talked about rates? Like if somebody's asking you how much your rate is, you're in trouble if you answer that question because you're being you're being really trolled into this conversation that we shouldn't be having. It's the same thing with ratings. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, I it's agree. A non, it's a non-starter for um, doing business. It's a part of doing business, but it's a non-starter. It's, it's not the it's not the be, the be all end all. It's not so, why I'm here. The, one of the things I love to do with smaller stations as a, as a, uh, as a sales strategy or tactic, if you want to call it that, um, is take a look at your weekly cum on the station, um, how many people come in and out of your station, radio or television. Even if you're a small station, you're going to have tens of thousands of people generally, maybe more depending on the size of the market. The point being, if you share that information with a client, and go, look, if we say something in the ad that can motivate 2% of the people that will be listening or watching this station this week to come, to come do business with you, that will be more business than you can handle. Mm-hmm. Right. Not only does it make sense, but you know, if you're a personal injury attorney and I generate 100 phone calls for you, your receptionist is going to hate me. Yeah. You know, 100 phone calls a week. You're going to love it, but it might be more than you can handle. So, you know, I think everything is in perspective. Everybody has an audience that's valuable based, you know, you and I agree on that. Mm-hmm. And, and, no, and if you pay attention to the client's business, what you're saying, how you're saying it, how you're trying to motivate this audience, no matter the size of the audience, you're going to motivate enough people to make this worthwhile and work for the client. Hey, Dave, great discussions. Guess what? Your ratings just improved. Okay, nice, awesome. Nice job, nice delivery. I'm buying from you, my friend. We're number one. <laughs> We're number one. Yeah. We made every page in the book. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for playing along with us. A, a few things I, I want to encourage you. If you do have questions, you do have comments, you can always follow along. Ask us questions at askus at mediasalesmojo.com. I'd also like to remind you to share, and sharing is caring. Spread the word about what Dave and I are into and what we're up to. We're trying to lift all boats here. We're trying to make a difference because we all benefit when we all get better at what we do. Thanks, Phil. Great talking to you today. Thank you for listening. Good selling, everybody.